Thank you for joining IRW Coffee Break. This is a podcast hosted by the KPMG IRW specialists within Washington National Tax to discuss current topics in the field of information reporting and withholding. Every episode will discuss a discrete area of interest in a short 10-minute segment. These segments aren't intended to be a comprehensive discussion of law, but rather are intended to be a quick knowledge update or a refresher that you can fit in over a break. So we invite you to grab a cup of coffee, fit in an afternoon stretch, or just get comfortable while we explore all things IRW. Hi, I'm Danielle Nishida, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Carson Lee, an information reporting and withholding specialist within KPMG's Washington National Tax Team. Today, we're discussing the proper way to complete IRW documentation for hybrid entities. As a matter of background, a hybrid entity refers to an entity that is treated as fiscally transparent for U.S. tax purposes, but is not treated as fiscally transparent for treaty purposes. And when I say fiscally transparent, I'm referring to an entity that is not treated as a tax owner of the income received by the entity, but rather the income will flow through to the owners of the entity. So, for example, a partnership or grant or trust are fiscally transparent entities. Hybrid entities typically occur when the entity is regarded as a corporation or some other non-fiscally transparent entity in its local jurisdiction of residence, but the entity has checked the box to be treated as a flow-through entity or disregarded entity for U.S. tax purposes. Now, on the other hand, a reverse hybrid entity refers to an entity that is not fiscally transparent for U.S. tax purposes, but is fiscally transparent for treaty purposes. So an example of this is an entity that is treated as a partnership in its local jurisdiction, but that has checked the box to be treated as a corporation for U.S. tax purposes. When it comes to completing U.S. withholding certificates, such as Forms W-8 and W-9, an entity must generally complete the form following U.S. tax law. Therefore, regardless of the entity's status in its home jurisdiction, the entity should typically complete a Form W-8 or W-9 by providing its U.S. tax classification in the entity field, and then the specific form used will match the U.S. tax classification. This means that a hybrid entity that is treated as a flow-through entity will typically provide a Form W-8 IMY, and a hybrid that is treated as a disregarded entity will typically provide the Form W-8 or W-9 of its parent as appropriate. On the other hand, a reverse hybrid would generally provide a Form W-8 BEN-E since it's treated as a beneficial owner of the income for U.S. tax purposes. Those are the general rules for completing a form. However, an entity's eligibility for treaty relief is determined based on its status under the treaty jurisdiction. Therefore, if the entity is making a treaty claim, a form must be selected and completed in a manner that enables the entity to make the treaty claim. And so this is where we're going to see the rules diverge from the general rules I discussed So Carson, do you think you can walk us through how hybrids should complete documentation when applying for treaty relief? And for example, if we have a hybrid entity that's a corporation in its local jurisdiction, but treated as a partnership for U.S. tax purposes, and that entity is eligible for treaty relief under the U.S. tax treaty with its home jurisdiction, how would this entity complete the withholding certificate? Sure, Danielle. So a hybrid entity that wants to claim treaty benefits on its own behalf will need to make the claim on a form W-8-BEN-E, as that's the only form in the W-8 series for entities that includes a treaty section. When completing the form, the hybrid entity is still going to provide its U.S. tax classification on line four, so a partnership in this example. However, it also needs to make sure to check the box on line four indicating that it's a hybrid entity making a hybrid treaty claim. If it doesn't check this box, the withholding agent that receives the form is likely going to reject the form as invalid, given that partnerships are not beneficial owners and therefore should not be documenting themselves with forms W-8, BEN-E outside of the hybrid context. The remainder of the form should be completed in the same manner as any other entity would complete the form, 
except that the hybrid entity is not going to need to provide a FACA status on line five or make any associated FACA certifications. One important thing that we want to keep in mind here is that the hybrid's WA-BEN-E is only permissible for purposes of making the hybrid treaty claim. So if the hybrid is receiving any income that's either not eligible for treaty relief or for which the hybrid chooses not to rely on a hybrid claim, for example, because the underlying owner would be entitled to a better rate, it's going to need to provide its standard documentation with respect to that income, which in this case would generally be a form W8IMY withholding statement and underlying beneficial owner documentation. Additionally, a hybrid treaty claim is only relevant for Chapter 3 purposes, and therefore if the payment at issue is a withholdable payment subject to FACA, then the hybrid entity is also going to need to provide its standard documentation for FACA purposes, even if the W8BEN-E covers the entire payment for Chapter 3 purposes. And this is why on the W8BEN-E, we didn't need to select a, a FACA classification or provide any of the FACA certifications. So to quickly recap, a hybrid entity will provide a form W8BEN-E for purposes of making a hybrid treaty claim, but depending on the circumstances, it may also need to provide its standard documentation even for the same payment. And that's really important to keep in mind because we see a lot of hybrid entities completing the form W8BEN-E, making a treaty claim, but then trying to use that same form for all payments, even when there's no treaty relief. And that form becomes invalid the second that there's no treaty claim made. And so it, it might be valid for some payments, but it would be invalid for others. And so Carson, the example that you just discussed addresses a scenario where the hybrid is treated as a partnership for U.S. tax purposes. Can you talk about any differences that would result if the hybrid is wholly owned by a single owner and ends up getting treated as a disregarded entity instead of a partnership? The principles here are the same as for the partnership example we just discussed, but given that we're now talking about a disregarded entity, the non-treaty documentation would differ. And specifically, the disregarded entity would again provide a W8BENI in its own name for purposes of making the hybrid treaty claim. However, it would need to provide documentation for its regarded owner for FACA purposes, as well as for any income not falling under the hybrid treaty claim. When providing multiple forms in disregarded any context, you may want to use the reference lines to identify the relationship between the disregarded entity and the regarded owner to help the counterparty keep track of what forms go together, given that the names on line one may differ. Okay, thank you, Carson. And so now why don't we discuss the reverse hybrid scenario? And as a reminder, when we say a reverse hybrid, we're referring to an entity that is not fiscally transparent for U.S. tax purposes. So let's say an entity that gets treated as a corporation for U.S. tax purposes, but is fiscally transparent for treaty purposes. And for example, let's say an entity that gets treated as a partnership for treaty purposes. The same principles we discussed in the hybrid scenario apply in reverse hybrid scenario as well. But the documentation you end up will differ given that we're coming from a different starting point. Because a reverse hybrid is treated as a corporation for U.S. tax purposes, it will typically provide a WA-BEN-E in its own name, and it will use that WA-BEN-E for any statutory exceptions, such as portfolio interest. However, because the reverse hybrid is a flow-through entity for treaty purposes, the reverse hybrid may be able to rely on the treaty claims of its underlying owners. In order to make the treaty claims for the underlying owners, the reverse hybrid will provide a W8IMY for the reverse hybrid itself, indicating that it is a non-withholding foreign partnership, a withholding statement, and forms W8BEN or W8BEN-E with treaty claims for one or more of the reverse hybrid's underlying owners. A couple other things to note. First, treaty claims don't need to be made by all the underlying owners. The reverse hybrid can choose which owners it wants to make the treaty claims for and which portions of the income it wants to claim for itself. And second, if the reverse hybrid only makes treaty claims for some of the underlying owners and claims other income for itself, 
the withholding agent has discretion on whether to accept the underlying owner treaty claims or whether it instead wants to attribute all the income to the reverse hybrid. And that's a good point, Carson. Uh, you know, I think the reason for that rule is the documentation can get very complex when you have some of the income allocated to the entity itself and some of the income allocated on an IMY to the owners of that income. So I think this rule is providing a withholding agent the option to just opt into what would be the higher rate of withholding by attributing all of the income to the entity itself in that case. So Carson has discussed some more common hybrid scenarios that are gonna arise in 99.9% of the cases. There are a couple more unusual scenarios that may arise in rare circumstances, and I wanted to walk through one of those now. We see an unusual circumstance arise where both the United States and the jurisdiction of residents of the entity both regard the entity as non-fiscally transparent, so for example, as a corporation, but the jurisdiction of the entity's owners regard the entity as fiscally transparent, such that the entity's owners are then eligible for treaty relief based on their own treaties. So this scenario is different from the examples discussed previously, where the entity's tax classification is viewed differently by the United States and the home jurisdiction. Here, both the United States and the entity's home jurisdiction regard the entity as a corporation. And the difference is how this entity is viewed by the jurisdiction of the owners. In this case, because the owners are eligible for treaty relief, the entity will be designating its status as a flow-through entity on the form W8IMY, as this is the only form that allows an entity to make flow-through claims for treaty purposes. Even though the entity is neither regarded as a flow-through entity for U.S. or local purposes, the entity will complete the IMY indicating that it is a flow-through entity, will provide the withholding statement allocating the income to the owners, and then provide the appropriate W-8 Ben or Ben E of the owners so that those owners can make treaty claims. Depending on the information in the withholding agent's files, it's possible that the withholding agent may push back on this documentation because the withholding agent may have knowledge that the entity is not treated as a flow-through entity for local purposes or for U.S. purposes. And so just as a heads up, it is possible that when the scenario arises, a further explanation may be required along with that form W8IMY indicating why the documentation is being provided in the way that it is. And so those are the distinctions that arise between documenting hybrids for treaty and non-treaty purposes. One thing I do want to point out is when it comes to documenting either hybrids or reverse hybrids that are receiving effectively connected income, the form that should be used is always the WADCI. And there are boxes on that form that enable both flow-through and non-flow-through entities to complete the WADCI. And when documenting an entity strictly for FACTA purposes outside of the United States, so when the entity is not receiving U.S. source income but is merely documenting its status as an account holder, both flow-through entities and disregarded entities may use the form BEN-E and provide just their FATCA designations on those forms. And that would be the same whether the entity is a hybrid or not. And with that, that concludes our discussion of the documentation rules for hybrids and reverse hybrids. Thank you for listening to this episode of IRW Coffee Break. We would love to hear from you. So if you have comments on this podcast or have ideas about topics to cover on future episodes, please email us using the podcast feedback button on the podcast page. We hope you can join us again soon.